Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. Today's episode, I am talking about Meet Me in St. Louis, which came out in 1944. This is a classic musical Christmas film directed by Vincent Minnelli, who later married the film star Judy Garland. It's an adaptation of a series of short stories by Sally Benson, originally published in the New Yorker when compiled into a book entitled 5135 Kensington. The film is renowned for its musical numbers, colorful cinematography, and its depiction of an idealized early 20th century American family life. This cast is amazing. You have Judy Garland as Esther Smith, the second eldest daughter known for her singing and romantic interest in The Boy Next Door. You also have Margaret O'Brien as Tootie Smith, the youngest daughter. O'Brien's performance was particularly praised, and she received a special Juvenile Academy Award. My favorite part of this movie, the highlight, is Tootie, by far. You also have Mary Astor as Mrs. Anna Smith, the mother of the Smith family. You have Leon Ames as Mr. Alonzo Smith, the family's patriarch. You have Lucille Bremer as Rose Smith, the eldest daughter. Tom Drake as John Tru Truitt, Esther's love interest and the boy next door. You also have Marjorie Maine as Kate, the Smith family's maid. In this movie, set in St. Louis, Missouri in 1903, the film, or film follows the Smith family in the year leading up to the 1904 World's Fair. The story chronicles the daily lives and romantic entanglements of the four Smith daughters. Esther, the second eldest, is particularly smitten with the boy next door, John Truitt, whom she hopes to marry. The film is structured around the seasons of the year, culminating in the opening of the World's Fair. It features several memorable musical numbers, including the Trolley Song, The Boy Next Door, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, uh, the latter becoming a holiday standard. The film faces uh, a potential move, the family, I should say, faces a potential move to New York City, which threatens to disrupt their happy, happy life in St. Louis and the upcoming World's Fair. The film explores themes of love, family, and the nostalgic allure of home and tradition. Many notable aspects of this film, of course, the musical numbers, Meet Me in St. Louis, uh, includes some of Judy Garland's most famous songs, which have since become classics. The cinematography and production design, the film is notable for its bright technicolor cinematography and elaborate sets, which vividly bring to life the early 1900s era. Of course, Judy Garland's performance, the film, 
is one of Garland's most iconic roles, showcasing her talent as both an actress and a singer. Uh, her rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is especially poignant. Also, the cultural impact. The film was a box office success and has been deemed culturally significant by the United States Library of Congress. It has often been considered one of the greatest musicals ever made. Meet Me in St. Louis was critically acclaimed and is fondly remembered for its charming charm, warmth, and portrayal of uh, and its portrayal of a bygone era. It remains a beloved classic showcasing the golden age of Hollywood musicals. Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of the Ray Taylor Show. I know it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content that I passionately create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From the stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of The Ray Taylor Show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love for the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show. Be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. This movie is very sweet. It's a very sweet movie. I loved being transported back in time by this movie, right? Which this movie was made in 1944, about a time only 40 years old, only 40 years earlier. So it would be like a movie coming out in 2023 being about the early 80s, right? So it's kind of, you have a better sense of what life was like back then, right? Like we, we know more about what the eighties was like in 2023 than we will in a hundred years. Right. So the fact that this movie, which is what I like seeing what like life was like in a suburban town, a suburban area neighborhood in 1903, just super interesting, right? Just seeing what the suburbs were like back then which not that different, right? Uh, except for the streets are, are dirt because you still have horse-drawn carriages and seeing the different carriages, like some of them almost just looking like little baskets that people pile into and then other more traditional ones that we're used to seeing. Uh, but then they still have sidewalks and well-manicured lawns. Like it's such a weird... It almost feels like two different time periods stuck together. Also, seeing what Halloween was like back then, wild. Wild. That is, it is like the purge almost uh, for children at, at Halloween time. Uh, but so many great characters. Like I said earlier, 2D, by far my favorite character of this film. The highlight of this film. Uh, she's playing the youngest of, I think, like five kids. Uh, there's also the love stories, you know, and this are okay. Like, I, I don't know. I just, her infatuation with the boy next door was uh, okay. And then the other one acting like she's over being in a relationship, but then like, I don't know. I just, I, I like those the least amount, the, uh, the love stories. 
but oh, like visually very colorful and a lot of fun musical moments in this but at the heart of this movie it's about family it's about your home your neighborhood being settled into a place for your entire life and then that place being kind of a big part of who you are and then being faced with the possibility of having to leave and move to a completely new place start a new life and this movie is a lot of people consider this to be a christmas movie i don't i mean christmas is definitely a part of it uh you know and when we first meet the family it's like summertime i think like tootie is coming in from going swimming uh and then you have obviously halloween and then you have christmas definitely happens and then whenever the world's fair opened up probably the spring of next year so it's you know despite the fact that christmas is a point at which the family it, there's going to be this big change you know it it i wouldn't say it's a christmas movie as opposed to a lot of other movies people don't consider to be christmas movies despite despite the fact that they like a movie like you know die hard which is all christmas christmas music christmas decorations throughout the whole thing it's a christmas party or even uh lethal weapon a christmas christmas in la but still christmas christmas music everybody's got decorations it's very much a christmas movie more than this one is i would say that just has an aspect of it kind of a a a big aspect of it is Christmas, or at least a, a big turning point is Christmas. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus for just $5 a month. You unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archive, be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that will have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog, of boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through Ray Taylor's own blog, that is me, creative writing to spark your, spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Get ready to elevate your entertainment game. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses now let's get back to the show so i do want to talk about spoilers obviously this movie you know 80 years old if you haven't seen it by now come on what are you doing but for those that haven't spoiler warning uh this movie in the beginning you have this long distance call which the oldest daughter is supposed to be getting this guy in new york is going to be calling her long distance, wanting to pro to propose. Uh, very uncomfortable, as like everybody in the family. I mean, it's old-timey phone. The whole family is watching you talk to this person, tr trying to have this conversation with the person where you can both kind of barely hear each other. It's just a very uncomfortable scene. Uh, the youngest girl on 
is great 2d on halloween is amazing first off their costumes are amazing as well uh but like what they do they take flour like for baking flour and they throw it in the face of people who answer the door and that's supposed to be they refer to that as killing them and they also take things from their neighbors to burn there's like this bonfire in the middle of the street of like wagon wheels and sleighs and i would imagine that those are things that people leave out for the kids to take and burn but it's like these kids are going around pillaging just burning things throwing flour in people's faces but it's a great scene with Tootie for sure uh just kind of insane i i i've heard that that is basically what the trick and trick or treat used to be i didn't see any of these kids getting candy on halloween they were just taking things to burn in the street and going to people's houses there's a scene where tootie goes to this old man's house everybody's afraid to go she goes to this old man's house she throws flour in his face and she says i hate you i want you to die and then she runs away it is just (laughs) it's like what is going on uh but then like they play along the adults play along with it which is just it is such a weird reality like did that like that's not something that's a detail you would never see in a modern day movie a movie made today about Halloween. that's what we need we need a, a horror movie a horror movie about this time how what trick or treating was like on Halloween in the early 1900s and then something kind of going wrong like maybe a kid actually killing people but like that's that's a whole that's like so far away that kind of reality from where we are today with what i mean kids barely trick-or-treat as it is now but so far different from what it was when i was a kid you just go and the trick-or-treat part when i was a kid was like you get candy and if you didn't get candy from the house then you could like throw eggs at it or toilet paper it which was kind of the thing i don't know if anybody did that but that was kind of the trade-off that was the trick part of trick or treat when I was a kid in like the eighties. But she does this thing and the other kids honor her for being the most horrible kid. But it's this great scene where Tootie gets kind of accepted into these, this group of kids that were all saying she's too young to do any of this stuff. Um, and then Tootie and her sister put a fake body on the trolley tracks and she then she lies about saying that the boy next door hit her because she has like a split lip or whatever so she lies about the the neighbor hitting her when and then when we find out what the reality was that they put this fake body on the trolley and the cops were trying to track down her because she did this thing that could have killed people and he the neighbor next door tries to hide her so she doesn't get caught and she's like accusing him of it, it is like insane <laughs> and nobody cares nobody cares she never gets punished they all laugh it off they laugh it off when they find out it's like oh i can't believe i went next door and, and punched him for because they thought he hit you like he never actually did. i feel so embarrassed 
Not like, Tootie, this is like a very bad thing you did. Nobody nobody has this conversation. Everybody's like, oh, kids will be kids. Kind of crazy. And then the dad comes home with the news that he got a job in New York. And no one wants to move, right? They all have these their lives. Tootie just got accepted into the, the friend group. Her older sister that is still young, but like, you know, they're they're kind of partners in crime. She doesn't want to go either. Actually, she's kind of more accepting of it. Um, and kind of Christmas is the deadline. So that's, I think that might be why people consider this a Christmas movie because that's kind of the the climax of the movie. That Christmas is the deadline, right? They want to have their last memory being Christmas at that home. Uh, which I think New Year's would have been a much better date. You know, just Christmas is over. New Year's is for new beginnings, right? We'll start the new year off in New York. N- new, just the word new. <laughs> new Year's in New York. But, uh, of course, Christmas is the thing. And Tootie has this thing where she buries her dead stuffed animals or dolls. But she wants to dig them all up for when they move. She doesn't want to leave them buried in the yard. Tootie is the most interesting character. Like, there needs to be a horror movie called Tootie, and it's about this kid just causing havoc in the streets, right? Almost like a Kevin McAllister, but in the streets of St. Louis in 1903, right? That's, what I, that's the horror movie I want to see, Tootie, 1903. Be insane. Um, and just see how dark she could really get. But she has a breakdown, smashes all the snowmen that she had. I just love Tootie's my favorite character. So interesting. Would never be in a movie. If they made this movie, if they remake this movie, that Tootie character would be so boring. So boring. But you see as they, you know, packing up, all of the walls where all the paintings were, you see like their silhouettes of where they used to be, kind of showing just how long they've been in that house. And of course, he changes his mind to keep the family there, which completely makes sense. Stay in St. Louis, grow with the city. They know the this event's happening and things are just going to get better and better. And also, they'd be giving up. They live in a massive house. They live in what would be a mansion in New York, and they would have to live in, like, some apartment in New York or something. They wouldn't have a house in New York City. Be a completely different life change for them. They are definitely not city people. These are not city people. Tootie? Tootie could survive. Tootie would thrive in New York City. But the rest of them, no, they're suburban. They, They don't know that life. And it ends pretty much in spring when the World's Fair comes and everybody's happy. It's a very sweet movie. A lot of great characters. Uh, You see how this family is kind of part of the place where they live and how hard it would be for all of them to just pack up. You know, going from a massive house in the suburbs to what would be a much smaller apartment in the city. Right. They're not city people at all. Aside from Tootie, for sure. Tootie. Tootie would run the streets in New York. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Ray Taylor show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on meet me in St. Louis. 
Uh, don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the uh, join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder until next time enjoy the show subscribe to the ray taylor show on youtube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspired disorder.com slash plus purchase ray taylor show merch over at inspired disorder.com have a wonderful day everybody peace out today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about everything that you've been wanting every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real dreams can come true what you manifest in your mind you can bring to reality